Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of The Data Center, the, the place to be for all you IT technicians out there and all you hobbyists. My name is John, also known as Shockwave. Here with me, we have Cisco Carnage, a.k.a. Tony. Hello, nice to meet you all. Uh, we, have, uh, we also have Scott from the UK. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and then we have someone here that I don't know his first name offhand, so we're just going to call him One-Eye. Say hello to everybody, One-Eye. Hello, everybody. Okay, and then this is the, this is the data center. Okay, so the, what do we got going on in the IT world, people? I mean, Tony, why don't you go ahead and tell me what's up? Well, um, for my... For my, for my job, we often get a lot involved in a lot of different IT projects, and by a lot, I mean more than we can handle. So I tend to see a lot of different techs out there. Mm -hmm. But in, in my experience, one of the biggest things that we've been seeing in, this, in the next coming years is definitely going to be focusing on the mobile tech, um, specifically with a lot more two-in-ones. I mean, we have, for example, Project Linda from Razer and the whole gaming phone thing craze going on, on right mm -hmm. now as well as many other external smaller techs that can make, you know, at one time you could have a, a basic computer with no graphics card, you can have a graphics card in now thanks mm -hmm. to external devices. Right. Um, but I think what we should talk about a bit here is maybe, you know, the whole gaming phone craze, what does that mean for businesses of the like? Because I can see project um, changing up the market for a lot of businesses as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, now, how does the gaming phones work inside a business environment? I mean, now, if you're, if you're talking about the resources that those phones pack, then I could understand the reason behind the reason behind it all. Well, what I'm getting at is the whole Project Linda section, and mm -hmm. I don't know if, you, if all you guys are familiar with Project Linda. No, yeah. actually. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Um. So I sent down a link here. It's in the. I'll send a link back into the journal chat if you want to check it out. Okay. From straight from Razer. But basically, the phone is powerful enough to where it literally docks in and becomes the touchpad of the laptop. And the laptop itself is the, just an external screen with external like hard drive space and everything. But the phone is basically the guts of the system. So this it's. Means for, yep. So this means that it that the said phone, Linda is actually plugging, it's docking up to its specialized uh, docking station or laptop, and then the motherboard, RAM, processor, everything runs right off of that. Yep, it's, I sent a link oh. to it to the main, okay. uh, to the main uh, Razor. Okay, we'll put but that in the chat. That, but I just did, actually. It should mm. be in the general chat. All right. That um, but for businesses, I can see a power for this, because how many users out there, people have a laptop and they have a cell phone? That means companies are having to provide both. Mm -hmm. And that and neither are cheap. So basically, so basically, they're doing a cost-cutting measure. Basically, you end up cost, cutting the cost in half because a typical laptop that I've been seeing for businesses runs anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and the same thing with the phones. Mm. Okay. All right. So, I mean, hell, that's interesting. I mean, you know, if you sit down, you really think about it. Yeah, as an IT director, you know, you sit down every day and you you go, what can I do to reduce the cost in uh, such as hardware, software, you know, what can we do to consolidate, how to save, basically you're sitting there all day being like at a, like a bean counter and accountant, what to do to, you know, to 
consolidate and make everything a little bit more streamlined, but yet a reduction in price. Yeah. So, I mean, it's quite it's quite interesting, to be honest with you. And uh, Razer is doing this. The, now, I'm assuming that Razer... Uh, are, is are they building their own OS off of an Android architecture, or are they coming out with their own f- blend of operating system for it, or are they opening it up to any company that wants to do it, with the exception of Apple, because Apple they don't give out their OSs. Yeah, we don't care about Apple. Razer doesn't doesn't really do anything special. It's just a general Android phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just their specific type of their method of doing, you know, just sort of like how you would have any old docking station. Right. It really isn't, you know, it isn't really something that is too revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's something that no one really bothered to do. They, people couldn't be bothered. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, guys, what do you think? Uh, what about you, uh, Scott? Razor, I'm actually looking at their website at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've actually got a Razor Blade Pro 17 4K laptop right. out. And okay. they're bringing out their own type of mobile phone as well. Okay. Oh. Actually, that's been out for quite some time. The mobile, the mobile right. phone's actually been out for quite some time. I actually saw it at a, at a Best Buy the other day. Okay. Well, uh, now, my, my thing to you is, is that what is the cost of everything in the United in the U.S. dollar, Tony? The Razer phone runs about six hundred dollars right now. Okay. So it's and 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 that the simple fact that the uh, laptop has a has a backlit keyboard, a screen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a power bank, and external hard drive in it, you're probably talking about close to twelve hundred dollars for the entire package. Okay. But that's the cost of what one laptop is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah. So you really, you really get, you really still cut your costs almost in half because, mm-hmm. uh, for example, where I work, mm-hmm. you know, they they've used everything. I mean, they've used everything from Android to mm-hmm. iPhones. Right. But typically, in the place I work and everywhere else I've worked, it always seems to be iPhones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, just to let our viewers know that right now, that due to the fact that this is the uh, very first edition, you're going to start hearing a little bit of dropouts and everything. And the reason why is that is because we're using Discord for this conference and everything. So if you hear a little bit of a breakup, please forgive it. Um, we are just we're, – we're in the process of fine-tuning the process, okay? So um, the – so uh, the Razer is – now, is there any other competitors out there or the, did they actually uh, uh, corner the market, as it were, in terms of this opera- – uh, in terms of this? Right now, the, in terms of the gaming phone and Project Linder, they definitely have a corner on the market. But it's already – but the Razer phone is already starting to have a profound effect after – and I think the Razer phone has been on for about less than a year now. Okay. It's already having a profound effect on the market. It's already – phone tech has already increased we have mm-hmm. one and it's already in the link here if okay. you guys i don't know if you guys can see it or not i'll send it back in there okay. again we'll put it but in the show notes have, i'll put it in there one is called the xiaomi black shark mm-hmm. and it's a lick it's the same thing it's got it's got a kind of a similar screen as mm-hmm. the razor and everything right. 120 gigabytes of storage same size battery mm-hmm. but it has liquid cooling built into the phone wait wait whoa whoa wait a minute they got liquid cooling built into the phone. It's a liquid cooled phone. Wow, that that's that that that's yeah. 
that's completely yeah, that's less. Now it actually stop the battery from overheating as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I could I could see that. Yeah, yeah. CPU course, keeping it. Yeah. And of course, you also have Razer. I'm not Razer. Asus. Mm -hmm. Public gamers making a phone as well, so you're mm -hmm. starting to get a lot more. If you're going to start seeing the phone market, I believe in the next year change completely because when you think about phones and what's out right. there, mm -hmm. aside from Apple iPhone and the Samsung mm -hmm. Galaxy, all the other phones are kind of garbage from companies that don't really do much with tech. You don't really make gaming laptops really high-end computers right. with the exception of maybe sony back in the day mm -hmm. but now you're going to start seeing companies that have a good reputation behind them going to start making phones right you have yeah. razor you have asus mm -hmm. i mean come on right asus <laughs> i yeah. have a question yeah go for it yeah come on let's open up what target audience do you think these products are geared for adults well, or children or teenagers I, yeah, I say gaming ones, I would say teenagers to adults. I would I, say that too. I would honestly have to say that, that, that uh, this is more along the lines of the age groups of 18 to like maybe 35. Millennials. You know? Uh, <laughs> that's for a different. That's for a different show, Tony, okay? Hey, I am one, so I can say it. Okay. But, you know, talking about, talking about phones... All right. Now, has anybody really been paying attention to the Apple market? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Okay. I, really I actually got a um, – I actually have it up on my uh, on my screen over here. Uh, the new iPhones are soon to release, of course. You know, it's getting that time of the year where Apple, like always, like clockwork, are going to be starting the, the announcement of their new phones and all the gear. All right. So I'll admit I'm an Apple man through and through. I have an Apple iPhone. I got the i7 Plus. I mean, I enjoy it. I, it's a nice phone, you know, nice and secure, and it's easy to operate, you know. I mean, if my father at the age of 68 can operate an iPad and use the iPhone, anybody at any age can use it, you know. But that's, beside, but that, that, that's besides the point. Now, the new iPhones where, to me, granted, I'm an Apple fan. Okay, but I don't like how things are going with Apple. The really, yes, because the new iPhone and we, um, I'm calling it at, uh, the iPhone 11 here. Just, just, just to strike a, you know, just to coin the phrase for it right now. The Apple iPhone 11, they don't have a home button anymore. They have Face ID. That's it. Yep. That is yep. it. What? You know? Yeah, I, I ain't bullshitting you. Well, sorry. But the the phone, I'm looking at the phones right now, their prototypes, everything else, and it's it's like the iPhone 10, but built on steroids. It's got a very hardy architecture from Intel once again, you know, um, but there is no home button on it. It's all Face ID, which makes things a little bit easier and more secure, but, you know... Everyone, I, I remember back in, you know, about, about a, a year ago, people made fun of the Face ID. Well, what happens if you have this go on and have that go on and blah, 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 blah. Well, no, Apple, in their infinite wisdom, have thought ahead of that. They have thought ahead of the game. They, that's why iPhone 10 released, because that is the future. If you really look at, it's like maybe once every couple of years that they'll start introducing a prototype or the, you know, the, um, the, 
the redheaded stepchild to iPhone. Okay, so you know we have iPhone eight right now. Well, number one, there's no number nine. I don't know why they skipped nine, but they go to ten. Well, ten did was basically the test platform for Face ID and other hardware that is installed in this phone. And it, it makes perfect sense for a company to go out and sneak that out like that. You know, everyone thought it was the latest rage and they ate it up, you know, and that's that's a consumer. That's the consumer side. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, I, I don't mind getting it. But the problem is, is that the phone at the time, iPhone 10, was probably running about $1,100, $1,200 here in the U.S. And I don't know, uh, Scott, how much did it cost for an Apple iPhone 10 in uh, in the U.K.? I don't actually buy the Apple iPhone 10, but I can search it up quickly and let you know. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Um, but you know, our our UK counterparts, I'm sure that you know, they, to them, you know, it may be 800 euros or 900 euros or no, no. Sorry, I I take that back. During Brexit, it's not 800 euros. Or 800 pounds. You know, what have you? Yeah. Just got the price for it. Okay. 849. 849 pounds. Yeah. Oh, so you, now you hear it from our counterparts in the uh, in in in, uh, in England. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at it, and not to mention too, they're coming out with uh, the Apple I, the Apple Watch Series Four. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I got I got the Series Three watch. I'm gonna stay on that for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say this one thing here, and I, yeah. can, I think we'll give Hailstorm a chance here to talk about what he found the on the uh, on the Razor phone because yeah. one of the things about on the Asus versus the Razor phone because I can attest to this because actually de- actually not hands on with the Razor phone, mm-hmm. um, but I the whole smart much craze worries me. What's that? Because <laughs> you guys can laugh. I know how much I how disastrous I was as, as a child, and he. Continue to the day right. on my, my stuff. I mean, for example, I have the Griffin Survivor case on my phone just the other day. Mm-hmm. I dropped it from like, I dropped it off the counter and smacked down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's always one thing I just know. I just know in my head mm-hmm. that, the, that the smartwatch will be broken in a week on me. Actually, and, no. I'll tell you. Can I can I d- defer from that for here for a second? That the I'm I'm a test. I, I can attest to this. The Apple Watch. It's not. It's sturdier. And the reason why I'm saying it's sturdier now, I looked at other people's uh, reviews on that. And there's this one guy, he takes like uh, picks and stuff and scratches the screen. I can't remember his name offhand, and I do apologize that. But it's made that the glass that's on the Apple Watch is the same glass that they have on Apple iPhone um, 8, I think, at, at this point. And the reason why I'm saying that, it's, it's laced with sapphire. It is a hard material. Mm-hmm. You know, so they took that in consideration as building it. Now the chassis is a ceramic, and uh, that's also tough. I mean, I have taken my eye, my eye watch through hell and back. You know, I mean, I can tell you right now, I'm looking at the stock. I still have the stock um, wristband for it as well. And I'll tell you, it's shown a little wear, but I've had it for almost close to a year. You know, and with the stuff that I do around the house and everything and, uh, you know, puttering around and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, it's going to get dirty. No way around it. You know, now, if I wanted to go out and spend some money, yeah, I can go get a customized uh, wristband for it. But I'm not going to pay, you know, 30 bucks for a for a specialized wristband. I'll take what I got. I mean, for four hundred dollars, I think it's worth the worth the effort. I meant worth the uh, worth the time of earning of owning one. So. 
right. So, um, so hey, Storm, um, what um, could you kind of read through what you found here on the Asus phone, Asus and Razer phone comparison? Uh, well, um, the Asus Rogue phone versus the Razer phone, which is basically the conclusions and prices. Mm -hmm. A price is yet to be announced for the Asus Rogue phone, while the Razer phone has actually been priced at £699. Hmm. Just the phone, not all the hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. Uh, just the phone, yeah. Okay. Um, on paper, though, the Asus ROG phone has potential with its interesting and considered design with right. um, extra accessories, mm -hmm. speedy processor, and cooling system. Mm -hmm. The Razer phone is a fantastic device, though with a display that means a super smooth operation along with some of the best speakers we've ever heard in a smartphone. No, it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a really good sound system phone as well. Okay. Well, I've actually heard it first. Okay, so what oh it, what's the speakers on it now? Is it a brand name speaker or is it their own brand? Uh, Asus's speakers are actually certified by THX. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, done by LucasArts. Okay. Or also known now as Disney, but hey. Yeah, like I actually got first hand with these things. Yeah. I turned the speakers on. Holy sh! Bugger, they were loud. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped it for a second, try to keep it yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah. But and it, I, I had to, I was in Best Buy in the middle uh -huh. of the store, and it was and this it came out so loud that people coming into the door about you know, thirty feet away could clearly hear what I was listening to. Wow, that is monstrous. But, you know, at the same time, too, granted, it's a brand new thing, and people are going to be blaring their stuff like that. And granted, that you are basically putting the screws to it and see how loud she could go. But I think that it's they, – they need to – I'm starting to see maybe a problem with the speakers maybe going out before the phone does. But that's just me saying it. Well, that I agree. How people use it. That's too. Yeah. Uh, but you blame hundred percent quick. Right. But okay, uh see so here, off the smartphone topics and everything else. Um Well, what do you think, Scott? What do you got going on in your side of the house? What? Technical Yeah, tech whatever is going yeah, technical wise, what have you. Well, I'll be honest, I actually run quite a slow laptop myself. It's a one terabyte to shoot on a satellite pro. Uh, well, I'm. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember uh, it was probably back, probably what, a month ago, where Microsoft, in their infinite wisdom, came out with a, I guess, their own version of a service pack or a build number. And oh, it was wreaking havoc. In It was just wreaking havoc with a lot of people. And I think that the biggest impact was towards um, the, the Toshiba owners. And when I say that is because that it all depends on what model Toshiba, though, you know. And um, there are people that have Toshiba-built solid-state hard drives and stuff in their machines. And the machines are probably seven, eight years old or whatever. And they're just giving themselves a, you know, a quick fit, you know, pick-me-up facelift type of thing. But I've heard nothing but horror stories of it that people that have the Toshiba hard drive were completely yes, were completely blown away when they couldn't even access anything on their computer at times. Oh, some God. users, some users, or it did a complete lockout or crashed the whole unit. 
I had something similar at work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that right there, I think that's more along the line of uh, the client to server versus, you know, the hardware side of the operation. Um, I know that Windows 10 in its infinite wisdom, or Microsoft, I should say, in their infinite wisdom, we haven't really seen anything come out that's really noteworthy of Windows. <laughs> Well, if anything, if anything, I'm and me being a certified Microsoft technician, I mean, we're Microsoft is stagnant. It really is. I mean, they hit the apex. They plateaued off back in back in uh, uh, Windows eight. You know, then they tried to fight back and try to come out with Windows ten, and then that was it. I mean, we, we don't see. I mean, where else are they going to go now? Yeah, you know, I, and, I can actually attest to that. They I mean, had me at Windows 7. Ugh, yeah. Windows 7. Oh, Windows 7, come Windows, back, please. I'm yeah. still using it. Ultimate. See, yeah. Well, I'm running I'm running Windows 10 right now on my computer, but uh, the... It's okay. I, it's, a it, good, it's a good OS. It is a good OS. When she first it's launched... It's made more for the millennials. That's why. Uh, it, I wouldn't know about that. that. It's made more... What Windows 10 did was basically take every take Windows 7 and Windows 8 and just glue them together. That's pretty much what it did. I agree with that because you know they took they basically hybrided the start button, and it's a nice feature in, in terms of aesthetics. But yeah, that would pretty. be the next Windows Windows hybrid, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I actually. On our side, where I work, we actually have a patch team that actually communicates directly with Microsoft. Well, that's good. And we're not going to – Windows 10 – basically, Windows 10 mm-hmm. is going to turn into iOS, where it's into basically – you know, you're going to have iOS version. You know how you do, like, the incremental updates? Yes, yes. And yeah, kind of like with iOS, gonna, yeah. Basically, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the exact same thing, but it's going to copy Apple. Well, I could see that. Yeah, because anything that Apple does, not even a year or two later, Microsoft kind of embraces the the you know their methodology or you know their templates of um, uh, of business. I I've noticed that. I mean, it took a while for them to actually get an app store prepped. It took them yeah. some time to get uh, uh the, the music store prepped. Um, it took a lot of time, and it, to be gone. Oh, and not to mention to the videos. Uh, you know, buying movies and stuff and what have you. I mean, because it works on Xbox. It works on, I mean, that's a nice little feature. Everything's merged in together. But who came with it first? You know, Apple did. I hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. It's, even though Steve Jobs is long gone and long gone and rest his soul, I mean, he's basically just looking down at us and going, <laughs> you Microsoft donors, you. <laughs> <laughs> Then he's looking over at what his guy's doing, and he looks at the freaking Apple uh-huh. pen that they made, and go, went, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it really wouldn't surprise me if Apple and Microsoft actually merged together. You know what? It, uh, it, no, happened. no, it won't happen. One, I mean, you're gonna see a lot of consumer issues going on, and two, um, it, it's that would be a nightmare waiting to happen. That's my opinion, because you got to think about it and look at it. Unix, I mean, if you look at their OSs at Apple, they code themselves off the Unix hard, uh, Unix source code. Um, I don't know it offhand, but, you know, 
that's where it's. I mean, if you look at the OS like Yosemite or Mount or or Lion or whatever, and you notice that it is kind of similar to Linux, but they have both carry the same commands, but they're worded different. Everything else. You have, yes, it's all about syntax there because you got Linux and Unix. They're both almost identical. Well, they're identical, but with maybe a couple of features here and there that are, you know, set them apart from each other. But then you have the following as well. You have Microsoft. Microsoft, they kind of like, you know, easy peasy Japanesey for someone that is knowledgeable because the code has always remained the same. It's just the looks are different. And a couple little features get added every year. But, yeah, I mean, just by looking at it all, <laughs> I think Microsoft is, uh, they better start pulling themselves around or at least try to play the catch-up game. Otherwise, I'm seeing probably within the next 10 years, Microsoft going away in the wind to make room for maybe another operating system company to jump in and, you know, say, hey, we can do this better, you know. Uh, that would be, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Just from what I can tell in, in the right. corporate and even the, especially even in the government private sector side of things. Right. I mean, it's the hard thing. What the, this is the biggest thing that's the biggest thing that, that can stop any uh, what biggest directors from go away mm-hmm. is the amount of proprietary BS out there. And yeah, I agree. I agree on that. And, yeah. And then we, I mean, you have stuff that literally can't work in anything but XP. Yes, and that unfortunately is a problem that well, the uh, ATMs. Yeah, ATMs. You know what have you? Speaking about ATMs, don't you have something for us, Tony? I do. This is sort of a pub service announcement here. A little <laughs> bit here. Uh, a couple of days ago, a local police department near where I live reported that they spotted card skimmers uh, in our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what to look up for is two things. Number one is these car skimmers basically go over the top and basically stick on to the car reader. Now, here's some, now the, what a lot of companies are doing to counteract this is that they'll have like a like a clear car reader now with a light in it mm-hmm. because all the ones you're usually getting are usually black in color. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing you might not know. Okay. What the place, the spot where the money or comes out, which is usually right below the number pad. Mm-hmm. They now have something that sticks on top of that with a little camera in it that looks up and takes and watches you take your numbers on your card. Mm-hmm. So now I, you know your number. Yeah. yeah. So basically, all you gotta do is so if you're out there, just be alert that it's getting worse out there. Mm-hmm. Look down. It look down below where the money comes on. If you see a little hole on the top of where the money comes out on the on the outside casing, mm-hmm. wiggle it, rip it off. Call your police. Call the police right away because that was. ATM had a card skimmer on it, right. and if no one and probably need to be made aware that there might have been victims of it. Yeah. Uh, also, at the same time, too, you got to worry about uh, gas station pumps and stuff like that because what yep. I do, you know, where I where I live at, I mean, we never had that problem, but I still do it. It's it's nature. Uh, what I do is that when I if I'm going to use my debit card or credit card it, on a machine like that, what I do is I grab it, I grab the. Uh, you know, right where you know where, where the card card reader is, and I just give it a couple of good tugs. If it's the you know, if if it's solid and it, there's nothing coming off of it, well then it's good to go. But if I have this happened to me once in, in uh, when I was driving when I was a commercial motor vehicle operator, um, I was in Ohio, 
and I was about ready to scan my um, uh, ComData fuel card in, and I, for some odd reason, I just sort of looked at the, the credit card receptacle, and I said, huh. So I pulled it real quick, and I looked at it, and I'm like, ah, it's a skimmer. So what do I do? I throw it on the ground, smash it. Well, that lets people know that, hey, we're at, I ain't messing around. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I know I'm one of the I'm one of the few people out there that understand what's going on. But for the victims, I, I feel sorry for the all the headache that they got to go through to clear everything from transactions. You know, that's why you check your why what I do every day, every day, every other day. I check my transactions that happen. Mm-hmm. It yeah. also helps. It also helps when the when the, when the idiot uses it uses it down in Texas. You live in Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the transaction happened at the same time, which yeah. totally has not happened to me at all. <laughs> yeah. I was, it's a little comedy. I was actually in the um, on the can of mm-hmm. all places. I get a phone call, an automated message saying, no, it was a lady, it was a lady that came up and said, um, we, were you in this? I'm in Michigan right now. She's yeah, because at the exact same time we had two transactions happen. One was at Econo Foods, shout out to Econo Foods Market, Michigan. <laughs> in Market, Michigan. And one was at this someplace in Texas. I, I don't think you can go that fast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna cancel your card right away here, sir. <laughs> hey, that's probably the best bet. I mean, yeah, that kinda is an inconvenience, but the security's there. The security is there, and the thing about here is people and I, 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 and I know Hailstorm and, and uh, one eye you haven't been talking too much, so I want you guys to kind of talk more about this while we're on the whole security thing. Is that these whole – you hear all about these big hacks that happen. And in my mind, the first thing I go is, okay, okay, they got, a, they got this big giant hack and everyone got all the credit card information stolen. To me at that point, that when it's announced like that, all the information literally becomes worthless. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, you guys... Over in the UK at the moment, people are like trying to hack into people's bank accounts and their Facebooks and that. I don't <laughs> know that as well, but off by hand because I've had someone hack into my bank account twice. Wow. And I had to go through a certain sequence to get a brand new card, mm-hmm. a brand new PIN number, and it took yeah. them a month to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is a mere inconvenience. Yeah, just a bit. So yeah. I had to cancel my card, cut it to pieces, and then burn it, and then wait a whole month for a new card. Wow. No, that's not as – when I went through it, I never in – here in the States, I mean, I can literally go down to my bank, and they can literally print out a new card for me mm-hmm. within the day. Yeah, same here, too, at my, uh, at my financial institution, you know, so <sighs> – yeah, I well, mean, they, they might have done that as well, but it's the fact mm-hmm. of the process that yeah. I had to go through to actually have it all cancelled and then right. go through the police and the people. It's just a massive background check. Horrible. Wow. It, it, yeah, you guys are you guys got more stringent uh, security when it comes to financial institutions there in the UK, from my understanding. And hats off to you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So. But anything else in the news in the news of technology? I mean, we've heard from Tony, you've heard from me, Scott, you've, we've heard from him. What about One Eye? I've been sitting on a new controller that I got from Logitech. Not no. literally, of course. Well, I hope <laughs> not. That'd be very uncomfortable. Tell us about yeah, this. Yeah, because it's big. It's <laughs> uh, the G-Series, the X56 Rhino, second oh. version. 
So it's all black. It's RGB lighting. And as far as technology is concerned, mm -hmm. I got to say that it was worth waiting a lifetime for. <laughs> worth a pretty penny and a half, but still. Yeah. It was worth it. So that's the latest for me. Is that a joystick? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a joystick. joystick and, and throttle with like 104 combo buttons. You can Jeez. push fully custom customizable and including with the lighting. Yeah. And it works with my uh, G29 steering wheel from Logitech that I got. I mean, it all works together. And that's a lot of buttons, a lot of high quality tech there but that's yeah. for gaming and see and that was my point earlier about mm -hmm. teenagers versus adults when it comes to gaming because if, if you if, if the industry is looking for money from consumers mm -hmm. the adults are the ones to market because they're the ones making it so mm -hmm. the phone is really a cul-de-sac of an avenue as to where gaming computers themselves mm -hmm. desktops particular high-end video cards mm -hmm. that's where it's at the combining cpu with gpu i'm sorry but i don't believe in that coming out with eight core cpus and the and the uh, nice graphics card that has its own gpu hmm. separating the power issues you're going to get a much better system out of that than off of any phone that can ever be devised so i agree um mm -hmm. i mean it has its limitations so that's why i brought up that point because it's meant for teenagers that are still living at home right. to ask mommy and daddy for money so that that way they can be occupied while they're driving the minivan across the country to go to <laughs> Wally World. See, now that's yeah. that's the thing, you know. When I when I was growing up, I'm an 80s baby, okay? Same uh, here. When I was growing up, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, you know, when you were out down on the road you going traveling, you go, you, yeah, you had Tiger Pinball, we had, or... You sat in the back of the car and looked out the window. Hey, guess what? I was born in the 90s, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Play an well, ABC game. Yeah, you play the ABC game with signs. Uh, you I sit there with, uh, you know, you sit there with an activity book. Or, yep. you know, oh, for God's sake, you actually pick up something that's analog, and it's a, uh, it's a book. It sounds like you're saying technology is crutching our society. Well, it I is. would have to say that it was our generation as 80s babies. We were the first ones to really be on the cusp of the consumer market as as we got older. I but know, I we were also – yep, <laughs> so did I. I mean I remember playing uh, – my dad got this at Radio Shack, and that's been a long time ago. That, oh, the, God. Rest the, in peace, Radio one? Shack. No, no, no. The Tandy TRS-80. My dad got the Tandy 1000. Oh, wow. Living high off the hog with that. That was the Cadillac. <laughs> My first... Let's see, what do I remember? It was 1998. Was it 98 when we got our first computer? Yeah. Which was made by a company called... Which still exists, called okay. ABS Computers. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was $2,000, apparently. Uh-huh. Had 512 megabytes of RAM mm -hmm. and a Pentium 3. <laughs> Pentium 3. Wow. Back in, oh, I call yeah. that the Nintendo cartridge. I call that the Nintendo cartridge. That's <laughs> a big one. It we is. We had that PC up until probably the 2008. I remember working on a server that was needed at a business, and I looked at the server. You know, I talked with the tight with the owner and everything. I said, "So, what seems to be the problem?" Well, it's this old server. We have to use it for these, you know, CNC machines. I'm like, "All right, let's take a look at this." Okay. Now, mind you, it's. 2016, okay? Oh so I walk in, and I'm looking at this very, very 
old server. The company was a knockoff. I can't remember who, what it was, but the guy apparently paid $10,000 for it brand new. I opened up the case. It was the first time I ever ran into this setup. It was a multi-CPU Pentium 3 server. It had five Pentium 3s in it. All right. I just sat there and I went... My man! I sat there and like, you realize you got a relic here? <laughs> so what I did was is that... He he had to use that specific programming that was in that computer. So I told him, this is like, oh, I said, I got some, I got to work around. So what I did was is that I was able to get, an, uh, you know, a, a decent computer that can handle all the processes of five penny M3s so and narrowed it down. And, what's that? Uh, you're breaking up there. You're breaking up. Ah. <laughs> But anyway, I turned around, picked up a cheap a cheap Dell, all right? It was a workstation or something like that. And I I had it all set up with the operating system, which I'm surprised it accepted it. And all the programming for it, got that all revved up, gave it to him. He hooked it up. Nothing was interrupted. I was just like, hi! That was a close call. And he's, he sits there to this day, and he's like, I am pleasantly surprised how this thing works. I said, is that good? Because if you need it, if you need parts for that damn thing, you know, come see me. We're going to have to get the exact same model. <laughs> and hopefully they don't discontinue it. <laughs> or the parts becoming to be too much. Yeah, by a oh, that's what I should have done. I should have gotten, I should have gotten a hold of something out of salvage. And <laughs> said, here, here's some spare parts. <laughs> But just in case. Just in case, you know. But, you know, there are places, and, you know, Tony can agree with me at this point, that there are, in, you know, in industries such as, like, in where I live at, we have a paper plant up here, and they have machines that are still running DOS 6.22. Oh, okay. But that is, but that is, yeah, but they have to run it on the winders. Okay. But it might have changed over the years, yep. but yep, that's the winders. Yep, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, Lord help me if they if they mess up a single 3.55 inch disc, because I'll tell you this much right now, the only place you're gonna find them at eBay, and that's fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but or they find a way to take a bunch of those 3.55 discs and jam them onto a onto a CD. <laughs> But anyhow, floppy disk cloner. Yeah, floppy disk cloner. Something. That's if you can find a floppy disk drive around here anymore. But actually, wait a minute. You can still buy them. You can still buy them brand new. I had to get one one time for for a job, and that was <laughs> holy crap. Who's the Who's the? Okay, I want. I partially want to know what company decided that. Was I am not idea. going to disclose that information. It's confidentiality. It was StarTech, wasn't it? No, I can't say anything like that. I cannot say. It is basically kind of like, you know, uh, a patient confidentiality thing. I mean, that's – see, that's just it. You know, IT people, freelancers and stuff, it's a practice that they must use. Uh, I use it at total at, – at, at all at all my things. You know, I, when I say a company, I'm not blasting out names. Why? Because 
you know, one, it's something that, you know, other freelance technicians don't need to know. That's their bread and butter. Because when you have, when you're a freelancer IT like me, and I don't get a lot of jobs anymore, but that's okay. I guess I build the systems too damn good, you know. <laughs> but well, the, uh, you knock it off. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where I had to call you in on certain jobs, okay? But well, I, I just said the uh, the 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 other reason for the market. The, well, yeah. the other reason. <laughs> but anyhow, getting down to the getting down to it. You know, when you're sitting there talking with another freelance IT technician, you know, and they start asking you, what's your customer base? That's when I step in. You know, that's when I come blasting back. And I said, that is something I do not give out. And it, that's pretty much left at that, you know. But there's been a couple of people, which I'm not going to name no names because, honestly, it doesn't need to be recorded. You know, it doesn't have to be put out publicly. That they were so, so adamant in trying to get you know, my, you know, my customer base get into it. And I'm sitting there. No, this is my bread and butter, baby. You can't mess with my, don't mess with my stuff. I don't jump on your stuff. But then again, there's been a couple of times where their customers come see me. Why? Because they messed up. (laughs) But I think, I think we had a pretty good, um, pretty good session here, uh, guys. Uh, I'd like to thank, uh, one eye, and uh, Hailstorm, a.k.a. Scott, from the U.K. Hopefully you can uh, jump on for future, uh, future endeavors with um, Striker Productions. Uh, also, also, you, one eye. Uh, I think that you are a um, – I think you guys are, the great, are a good, good, good bunch of guys, good bunch of guys to have on the podcast, and I appreciate your time to come on board and, you know, and, uh, and jump in. And I want to give out a special shout-out to Jim Stewart from uh, Rampant Pirate Studios. I hope nothing but the best for you in your endeavors, in your podcasts. And thank you for the time. And thank you for giving me the privilege of working with you at that time. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the Data Center, a Striker production. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us on strikerproductions.webs.com or come on our Facebook. Uh, Just... uh, Find us on Facebook, Striker Productions. Look for us. Click like and subscribe. We'll have nothing but we'll have nothing but good stuff. Lots of fun. Couple of yucks on there. Memes, whatever. Feel free to post, share, and hey, have some fun while you're at it. And for all you technicians out there and your up and comers, hey, stay tuned for more on the data center. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys.